This is People Like Us, a show about Alt-MBA alumni. Here's Andra Zaharia from Alt-MBA 10. Hi, Covington. So good to see you. <laughs> good to see you too. Thank you for taking the time to chat with me today. Of course. Really excited to talk about our shared experience. Yeah, we did. We did. Uh, I guess the same year you were in Alt-MBA 10, I was in Alt-MBA 11. Stepping back into who you were before Alt-MBA, what's your story or who were you before Alt-MBA? So there, there's quite a bit of a backstory there. Um, when the Alt, well, before I found out about it, the Alt-MBA, I was working in an information security startup um with um one of the people who most influenced my my work and as it turns out the rest of my life as well he's also an Altamia alumni alumnus uh his name is Alin Blood he actually graduated in Altamia 6 uh, I hope I'm not mistaken. Um, he was my manager at the time. He actually built the entire team, um, aside from the technical, uh, our colleagues from the product development department. And I worked with him for almost two years at two different companies. Uh, and this was our first experience working together. We were both really big Seth Godin fans. We read a lot. We were kind of um, preoccupied about the same things, about the same topics, about growing not only as marketers, but also as individuals. So at one point when Seth launched the Alt-MBA, you know, Aline started researching it. We started discussing about it. And he told me that, um, you know, the company is going to pay for it and he's going to do the Alt-MBA and he's going to share everything with us. Because we were, we were in that startup sweet spot where the team was super tightly knit and people really, you know, grow together, learn and challenge each other. So um, that was happening on, on this aspect of, of my life. I was uh, in the job that was actually, I think, the most rewarding one for me. Um, where I grew the most uh, over three years. I went from an executive role, which I had at the time. So I was a content marketer. I was handling everything in terms of educational content. And um, I was slowly starting to build my way towards management in the sense that um, I had a junior with me and I was starting to, to learn about all these things. Uh, Alin graduated the Alt MBA. It was this transformative experience. He, he kept talking about it. We kept discussing it. I was super curious what it felt like. And at the time, I was kind of trying to figure my way uh, from an executive role to a strategic one. And I had no idea how to get there. I mean, it, it's not like someone gives you a roadmap. It's the strategic thinking is something that you have to figure out by yourself mostly, um, no matter how much others try to teach you. Uh, and at this point, um, he was, Alina is the kind of person and the kind of manager, and he continues to do that in his current role. And I'm sure he'll do it forever. He really focuses on building people up and on spotting, you know, talent and the ability to lead and help cultivate that, which is why um, he wanted to give me a chance to evolve and also give me, you know, a challenging new perspective. 
he proposed to, to our CEO at the time that I do the Alt MBA so I can not only, you know, create all this educational content that we were already putting out and that was helping us really grow and it, it really made an impact. But he also said that I could transform all the things that I learned during the Alt MBA in sort of a coaching program for my colleagues. Uh, fast forward to a few months. Um, I, I applied for the LTMBA. I got in. I don't think I've been that excited, not even about getting into college or anything else, uh, as I want to get in there. Um, <clears throat> and, um, the next thing, you know, um, you know, I'm preparing for the LTMBA and I'm getting ready for, uh, for the entire experience. And in between me applying for it and getting in and actually starting the LTMBA, Alin quit his job. <laughs> uh, so Alin left the company to pursue, uh, a, another challenge and he proposed that I take over the marketing team which was not huge. We were still like six people, but still it meant a huge change for me. And that's kind of the, just one of the events uh, that the LTMBA kind of fostered that were really transformative in 2017 for me. Uh, obviously, I was completely taken aback and I did not expect this to happen, especially because he was, you know, Alin is a staple anywhere that he goes. He, you know, that he can rely on him. People come around, just they, they naturally tend to gravitate towards him. Um, I was extremely flattered by the opportunity and incredibly grateful, but also scared. So, so scared. Um, of course, I said I, I said yes, uh, realizing that it would be very challenging, you know, to work with a CEO that's focused on sales, me with a content marketing perspective that's more leading towards organic growth. So I knew that I'd have a lot of challenges, but still I went for it. And another thing happened uh, in May when I started the LTMBA. I was already kind of starting to figure my, uh, my way um, into management at that level. And then in May, there was a huge ransomware attack that hit global companies all over the world. It was called WannaCry. It did some very nasty damage. And of course, being a cybersecurity company, we were absolutely flooded with customer requests. Um, at the same time, while I was trying to figure out management that this happened, which led to huge growth over the next consecutive months, um, we were also uh, trying to buy an apartment. So all these, all these changes in my life were happening at the same time. And what the LTMBA did, which was absolutely fantastic, was to keep me so calm and so rational and objective throughout all these changes that really, they were a turning point for me uh, as a person, as a professional. It kind of felt like I was finally going into adulthood <laughs> um, in many ways. And uh, the LTM, what I learned through the LTMBA, I applied every single day. Um, every single day that we made progress towards finding an apartment, which we actually bought two months later, um, you know, handling the team, which turned out to be a great experience, super rewarding um, and also challenging. And at the end of the day, it taught me just so much. I was, I came out of a completely different person, um, in, in a very good way. I mean, it did some, it, it altered my perspective in so many ways that it finally got me to that point 
where I can think strategically and where I'm just so much braver than I used to be. It, it, it doesn't sound comparison. <laughs> if if you want to interrupt me at any point, I can really go on, uh, you know, about this topic because I really, really care about it. Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot going on in your life. Are you still at the startup? I'm no longer there, actually. I am... Um, at the beginning of last year, um, Alin, my former manager, <laughs> um, offered me the opportunity to go um, work with him at this bigger company focused on privacy. Um, I would be taking, I would be having a similar role, not a marketing manager, but a content marketing manager, getting to focus on what I do best on my craft. Um, and, you know, rebuild the team there, build the entire content marketing process and so on. Um, because I'd gotten a po- to a point where I knew that the direction I wanted to pursue may have not been necessarily what the startup needed at that particular point, I decided to take the leap and to, to find my next challenge. Um, so I worked with him for a year. Uh, we built a great team there. Uh, we made some good progress, but unfortunately, me and the, the CEO had very different perspectives. So that could not be reconciled for me. At, at that point. Um, so I decided to leave that role and actually become a freelancer. And this would have really not been possible without the LTMBA. I'm fairly sure of that. Uh, and here I am. I quit not only one job, but two jobs in a year um, after, after going through this experience. And it feels, still feels very vivid. And funnily enough, uh, or, you know, some, some sort of serendipitous moment is that I'm actually going to work with Heimdall, the, the startup I was working at when I did Delta MBA. I'm going to be working as a freelancer for them, um, over the next months and probably for in, in the long term. So you really never know how things pan out in life and how the dots connect and just being, keeping, yourself open to that possibility is makes a huge, huge difference. And what kind of, what kind of freelancing? Uh, I freelance in content marketing, especially for information security and privacy startups. I really believe that there's a huge need for educational content and for behavior content that inspires behavior change for the better, um, because this is going to be something that's, um, fundamental to how we work and live in a super connected future um, and present. <laughs> not to say that and not to mention that. So uh, this is this is what I chose to specialize on. I realized that while I had very rewarding experiences as a manager, um, a small manager of a small team, not big one, but it was still was super engaging and rewarding. Um, it's not something that I can do in the long term because I'm mostly an introvert and it drains me as much as it, it gives me energy and then it drains me at the same time. Mm. I know it's strange, but I bet that many people <laughs> understand <laughs> this kind of role. Um, so I decided to focus on my my craft, which is uh, creating content, written, audio, and in other ways, um, and working with, with these companies to help educate uh, users like me and like you and like everyone else who really needs this information to stay safe and, and thrive in this digital environment. I'm not a security expert by, by any means, um, but 
I do know it's like a lot of things that come together. Um, so I think I've heard it described sometimes as, as a chain that all needs to, um, work together. And, and oftentimes the weakest link is, is the user. So I really liked how you were talking about behavioral change. Um, in that, you know, I think we all know that we should have a secure password. So I use a password manager. Um, but I can imagine there are some that, you know, they know what they should be doing in terms of security and they know what they may be doing is, is not secure yet. They, they continue to do it anyways. Um, yeah, because it's very difficult to internalize these very abstract concepts. It's very difficult to relate to them emotionally. And given that we often react emotionally and we're supervised as human beings, and it's, it's not something that everyone was actively to be aware of. It's just, it's difficult to understand to perceive not only the threat, but, you know, the consequences of your actions. And I think that, you know, the, the security and privacy topics, they're only beginning to explode and people are only slowly beginning to realize how um, ample and how deep their effect is mm-hmm. because it, we're not going to only be challenged by things that related to data breaches and so on and so forth, but we're going to be challenged about distinguishing identity online and figuring out what is real and what is not. And that's going to become a very difficult thing to do over the next five to 10 years. Um, and that's, that's not really far away into the future. Um, I was actually looking today at, at this website that generates through uh, neural networks. It generates faces of people that don't actually exist, but you could with 99% accuracy, uh, just believe that they're very real. So we're, we're looking at some very complex challenges, which our minds not be, may not be entirely adapt, <laughs> adapted to handling. So we'll have to make a big effort to, to get to that point and to cultivate the self-awareness and self-reliance on, on our values and on our ability to distinguish truth uh, from what is false. And that, you know, working against these biases is something that we really spend a lot of time on in the Alt-MBA and understanding how our perspectives shift our behavior and how they impact us in real life. I think we discussed a lot around this, and I think that this is one of the most valuable lessons that we actually got from the Alt-MBA is that, uh, you know, cultivating the sense of self and figuring out what your values are and um, what what your core is made of, that is what helps you guide you in all this complexity and uncertainty. Wow. Well well put. Where do you where do you spend your time and focus outside of uh content marketing and and, and cybersecurity? Um Marketing, of course, because I'm a marketer and I'm very fortunate not only to really enjoy my job and my role, but also to be in this community where there are so many incredibly generous people, uh, people who have shared so much from their experience that they've helped educate generations of marketers because naturally now marketing is you, you have the basic principles of how the human mind works and how the human behavior works. And then there's everything else that changes every day. Uh, nothing that worked uh, three months ago is still avail- is still relevant today. So the role of these people who, who built a community and who put their work out there and make an effort to create all this educational content is 
extremely valuable. Um, so marketing is one thing. The other thing is that I really enjoy going to the mountains. Uh, and I'm really hoping that this newly acquired flexibility schedule will allow me to, uh, to better focus, uh, to better incorporate this into our schedule a bit more frequently. Um, I try to, to take good care of my relationship with my boyfriend because it's, it's one of the things that's kept me grounded and helped me really evolved as a person. Um, and, um, we've both, we've both grown together this way. Uh, and then I'm very, you know, one of the things that came into the LTMBA, uh, out of the LTMBA for me is, um, my newsletter and podcast focused on decision-making. Um, I actually started a podcast just to, to be able to talk to people that I admi really admire and kind of help break down the process that they use to make these big decisions in their lives, which are sometimes very risky and they're very complicated. Um, and share this with people so they can see that if you break it down into steps, it is actually very doable, even though it may feel very different from, from that place and that environment and that context. Uh, and I've accompanied because I release episodes, uh, once every three weeks. So people have time to, you know, listen to them and hopefully, you know, use the information in them. Uh, I accompany the, the podcast by this weekly newsletter in which I write things that are sometimes very personal and things that I learn from the books that I read from the articles that I read from the conversations I have with, um, customers, uh, ex-colleagues, friends, family, uh, and so on. Uh, and those kind of take up a lot of my time. I'm also involved kind of in the community here. I try to stay in touch with the tech community here in Bucharest. And um, we have, I have this, this group of friends, so there's three of us, and we have this monthly accountability meeting now that really keeps us very focused. And this is also one of the things that I got from the LTV, although it wasn't my idea, but it plays perfectly into those values and way of doing things. Um, and I'm also pretty much obsessed with my cats <laughs> and I'm not ashamed to say it. And I feel very lucky that I get to spend a lot of time with him each day. It's still very confused as to why I'm not going to work in the morning. <laughs> Um, so yeah, and electronic music, which I haven't really had time to, um, dedicate as much time as I used to do. I think that, uh, some, that part of me changed slightly, but I found myself listening to 90s music a lot these days. So I think I'm getting a bit older and nostalgic. <laughs> you mentioned your podcast. Is there, is there an episode that you're particularly proud of is there one that that if uh someone were to start listening they should start with oh that is a very difficult choice to make <laughs> especially because they're all so different so my first episode actually from the podcast was with eric Mahler, uh who's a coach in the LTMBA, and he was super gracious to uh to be my first guest and i was super nervous and i had no idea how things are going to work out um but it was a, such a nice conversation and um I guess just start from with, with either people that interest you. Uh, I, I know that people sometimes listen to podcasts because of the guests. Sometimes they listen to podcasts because of the host or the topic. Uh, I was actually discussing this with a friend earlier on Twitter. So 
I think just start with whatever topic really appeals to you and something that you need, you feel like you need in that moment. There are people who work in marketing there. There are people who work in tech um, and soon to come a lot, a lot more variety. And I try to get people from all sorts of backgrounds to, to share how they think uh, and approach things and how they work. So I think that would be a good idea to just start uh, with what appeals to you the most. Um, I really believe in that. There's no, not necessarily a storyline, so they're self-contained. Um, and they're just natural, casual conversations in which these amazing guests really bear their souls and share very personal things. Um, so personal that I could have never dreamt of, you know, asking them or leading them towards that path. But they took me there and um, I'm just you know, really, really humbled by this entire experience and by just how generous people can be. That's great advice. To close, I have one question that I ask every person that I talk to. It's uh, a fill in the blank. So how would you fill in the blank? Reach out if blank. So reach out if you want to ever, if you ever want to, Reach out if you ever want to discuss um, a difficult decision in your life or think that I could ever help in any way uh, with resources, perhaps a book recommendation or someone else to talk to about that specific topic. From my own experience, I've learned that reaching out to the people you admire and whose work you'd want to be doing someday uh, is incredibly valuable and can lead to some conversations that can truly open up and connect open you up to to what might be possible but also really connect you with reality the reality of things because our perceptions are so different from the outside so just do that and i'm also you know available anytime i'm i'm on twitter my dms are open i'd love to talk to um Alta MBA alumni, non-Alta MBA alumni, maybe future Alta MBA alumni, who knows, uh, and everyone else that would like to have a chat and, um, you know, just share, share our experiences and see what we can learn from each other. <laughs> well, thank you, Andra, for being a part of this community and, and spending some time to share your story with me. Thank you, Covington. This was uh, a, a wonderful opportunity for me to kind of reminisce and, and go back uh, again to that Altambia experience. Plus, I'll be able to send this episode to everyone who asks me about the Altambia and they'll get to hear it, uh, you know, over and over again of what it was like to, to change as a person uh, through this experience. <laughs> Thank you for giving me the opportunity. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for ways to contact Andra.